All right, all right, all right. Final hour of the show. Maybe, maybe, maybe Matthew McConaughey can find his way to one of the ownership groups, Chris. So we can have that blasting throughout the stadium after we make a big play. I mean, there were all, all right, sorts all right, of rumors. Right. I mean, you should do that. <laughs> I mean, you should do anything you can to make commanders football fun again. And hiring Eric Bieniemy goes a long way, even though it might be a short time. You know, we're going to get to the calls. I know we haven't taken any calls. Uh, just you got guys got to give us a chance. Guys, one, guys. one quick thing. Mm-hmm. If he leaves after one year, right, if, if say, the offense goes on a meteoric jump and he leaves after one year, and say they they win, right, like, that'll suck. That, that'll that suck that, you, you wow, you, you had this meteoric explosion and now, boom, what are you back to? Sure, that'll suck. But think about this. Ron probably gets an extension if they win 10 or 11 games and make the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game or who knows what else you can do. Ron probably gets an extension. Ron, you know, again, probably says as the head coach, although there is that scenario that you mentioned, which is intriguing. Um, I don't think, I don't think it would be intriguing to Ron, but I think it would be intriguing to many of us. Um, But again, all of a sudden you become like this hot, now this, this hot place to go, right? Oh, EB, Eric Bieniemy built that. Or or got this. Wow, look at all that talent they've got there. Now all of a sudden, guys with juice, guys with some pizzazz, maybe even a young guy on the rise, look at Washington and go, oh, I could go there and become a head. You know, kind of like how people are – now maybe this is too quick, but kind of how people are, are viewing the San Francisco defensive coordinator spot. Mm-hmm. I can go there. And be a, you, you know what I'm saying? So sure. there is a downside to losing Eric Bieniemy so quick. And I understand it would be a different language, a different term, unless you can somehow find a way. I mean, I presume he's going to hire a new wide receivers coach because Drew Terrell is going to leave here. I presume he's going to hire his guy unless you promote that guy to be the offensive coordinator. Then you don't have to change the system and all that stuff again uh, while Eric Bieniemy goes off and be a head coach somewhere else. You know, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think of the positive along with the negative and kind of posturing that. 301-230-0980. Let's get to the phones. Your time to shine. Line one, Mark's in Landover Hills, and he gets us going on a Tuesday morning. What's up, Mark? Top of the day to you, Pete. Top of the day to you, Chris. It's not, just... the, it's not top of the morning, Mark. <laughs> Top of the day to you, the whole day long, and you deserve the top. <laughs> Just teasing. How are you, Mark? I know you are, Chris, and I love the teasing. And I love listening to you guys. And, uh, hey, man, I just wanted to say, Chris, I've been waiting a while, but I wanted to say that, man, I listened to Sheehan this morning, and his reaction was quite different than yours, and I think yours is much more appropriate. And I think Pete's reaction is much more appropriate to what happened, and Change is always part of sports and part of the synergy that you and I and Pete are always talking about, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I think you're not going to ever get around that. And I think I agree with you, Chris, what you said a long time ago, man, when the show opened that, hey, man, it's a good hire. Come on, it's got to be a step in the right direction. You yeah. know, you got to get the chance to work. I was, I, I was surprised how, I don't want to say down she sounded, but how 
Kevin yeah. and Kevin How, said he was he was neutral. He was he, being neutral right. on it for that's right fair. now. That's fair. That's probably a better. I I think what he would. I I think what I was surprised by was that he was shocked that Commanders fans were so excited and so overly optimistic about the hire. Listen, there are some questions and there are some concerns that we all reasonably should have, but for this organization, for this head coach, for this team. For this timing to work out the way it did is a beyond, beyond slam dunk. Beyond slam dunk. I agree, Chris. And we just got to remember, man, and all of us know this, especially Pete, you and me, that the road to ruin is paved with the greatest expectations. So all we have to do is temper our expectations, like the rooster was saying a little while ago, and Man, hope for the best and work towards a positive solution. And that's what we got to do. Yep, no doubt, Mark. Appreciate the call. I mean, and again, as I said, I mean, it's Ron going outside of his comfort zone. You talk, Chris, you talk about this point all the time. Ron, mm-hmm. incredibly in tune to uh, what the fan base is thinking, yeah. what we as media are thinking. Certainly, he, he knows now, having been here for three years, the line of questioning he's consistently going to get. Mm-hmm. So he's very in touch with that. He's very savvy from that standpoint. And he understands the one thing about this hire, I think I think the I think we would have been kind of oh, really if it had been Shermer or Zampezi. This is giving him, it's giving the organization that kind of adrenaline boost that they need right now in the wake of a potential sale and all the other, you know, chaos that's going on in terms of that and as evidenced by the fact what what a difference a year makes you know over the last two years a lot of national people blowing smoke at ron you know look this is going to be great washington's team on the rise obviously team hasn't met their own expectations and now they go out and do something that here in the local market we all think is a really good move and the one thing we've criticized Ron for is, is hiring all his Carolina friends, people he's got relationships with on all the side. He goes outside of his comfort zone here, yeah. hires this guy. We think it's great. And like all the national guys are going, what the hell is Eric Bieniemy doing going to Washington? Right. Trust me. And I love Emmanuel Acho. Love Emmanuel Acho. I'm, I'm in the Emmanuel Acho camp. If Eric Bieniemy had a greater opportunity than this one, he likely would have taken it with mm-hmm. a more established quarterback or something mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Look around, though. Tampa with no Tom Brady. Indianapolis, an aging Matt Ryan, and nobody else. Atlanta, Arizona. Arizona with no uh, with no Kyler Murray at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're trying to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Baltimore with a shaky situation with Lamar long-term, short-term. Baltimore because they couldn't tell you today that Lamar Jackson is going to be their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Had they been able to do that, mm-hmm. and they had – remember, they hired Todd Munkin without interviewing Eric Bieniemy. Right. Okay? So – if you're Bienemy and you know Lamar is going to be there, you have your agent call John Harbaugh every freaking day. You call Eric DaCosta every freaking day until you get an interview because it's Lamar. It's a chance to coach Lamar Jackson. Other than that, where is the better situation out of all of these for Eric Bienemy 
to consider knowing I have got to get out of the gigantic shadow, literally and figuratively, of Andy Reid. Look at all those other places. Isn't this the best skill set of players? Because they all got the same quarterback issue. Mm -hmm. They don't have one. They don't have a proven commodity at that position, any of those other places. So why wouldn't you take this job to coach Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson? You You know what it is? Acho and anyone on the outside, and I'm just going to say this, a couple of things. One, they they look at Sam Howell and they say, yeah, he's interesting, could develop, but far from a surefire guarantee, one. Two, they look at the organization as a whole. Yes. And they say. It's Washington. They Washington P.U. Right, right. Why would you want to go to that mess? And you know what? Like, all things considered. As much as Ron has cleaned up around here and helped change the culture, he's he, they're not wrong in that Washington has been a place where careers come to die. Not where they come to thrive, where careers come to die. So if you're the enemy, why would you want to do that? But to your point, and this is where I, I, I did think Kevin was, was absolutely right this morning, the enemy had no other choice. It was either go back to Kansas City Mm -hmm. and still live in the shadow, assuming that that was still a potential possibility. I assume it was, but don't know for sure. Or it was come here because, again, Baltimore closed before he had an opportunity to even meet with them. Tennessee had closed, and for whatever reason, again, Tampa and Arizona had zero interest. I mean, and once he didn't get the Indianapolis job, which we – told you was going to happen the way it did. Once he didn't get the Indianapolis job, it was like, well, okay, do I go back there and just continue to ride the the wave or do I go do my own thing? And, And then it becomes, hey, you know what? This Washington situation, sure, it's a gamble. Sure, there's some things that I'm concerned about, but you know what? They really want me. Andy has told me about Ron. If I don't know already about Ron, Andy has told me about Ron. Hey, they got McLaurin, Samuel, Jahan, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. You can do something with that. Sam Howell is somebody that you can develop. Sam Howell's got athleticism and a rocket arm. I can do something with it. And and that's what he's got to be thinking. Let's go to line two. Bones is in Southeast. What's up, Bones? Hey, uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thank you all for taking my call. Pete Brewster. Thanks, Bones. Hey, look, man, check it out, man. You know, man, you know, uh, I've been listening to this, you know, about Eric the Enemy, man, since, you know, Friday, right? You know, and I'm saying, man, you know, like, what I know for a fact, because, you know, I'm in the fourth quarter, right? You know, I've, I've been around for a minute. And, man, uh, you know, the people in this society over here, man, they're very hypocritical, man, you know. They one way this day and then they are this way another day, right, you know. Uh, you know, don't nobody got no clean cupboard. You know, everybody got something going on with them, you know what I mean? You know, and, and, and then what I know with this company, what this country tends to do is sort of like gravitate towards the negative when a person trying to strive towards the positive, you know what I mean? So, man, uh, 
you know, and then for uh, what's my guy, uh, uh, Shady McCoy, you know, for him to get on, you know, on, on, on the network, man, and say what he said about the brother, man, you know, I mean, if you ain't got nothing good, man, to say, man, you know, you shouldn't say nothing at all, man, you know. If anything, you should wish the brother well, man, you know, but that you're going to try to clean it up at the end. You come out, well, I'm, I'm happy because he's a black man. No, we're not even, we're not even trying to, you, you know, use color and all that type of stuff. Let's just say, you know, he got the opportunity, you understand, to get in a position and try to shine. You know, okay, don't nobody know what anybody going to do until they give it a, you know, you give him a shot at the title. So now he got a shot at the title. Let's see what he can do, you know, because right now this organization is in need of any type of help that they can get if somebody want to come to this organization and be a part of it, you know, because don't nobody really want to come here to do anything, you know. So hopefully, man, that this brother can come in here, man, with the talent that we got, you know, and Ron leave him alone and let the man, you know, if he can't call it, let them learn and try to call it. That's what it's all about. It's a team. Everybody got to come together and work together, man. The people that's here and the people that we're going to bring in and, you know, him. Everybody got to do this together. They know ours. This ain't no ours. You know what I mean? It's about everybody doing this thing, man. You know, you know all that stuff. You know, I got some, I got some, I got some stuff in my past that they might want to look at. You know what I mean? I mean, ain't nobody perfect out here, man. You know, that's how the NFL is, you know. So that's probably why he never got a shot at it because of what happened 20 years ago, you know. But it's all right, though. He said he got a shot at it now. So let's go from here. Um, what I'm waiting on, you know, he can't be no worse than what this owner, this present owner is, has been doing. You know what I mean? But they looking, they ain't looking at that, you know. So look, let's get us a new owner. Going to the 2024 season, you understand, or the 2023 season, man, see what we can get out of it, man, you know, and then we'll, we'll, we'll start doing all the judges and all that type of stuff after that. Hey, man, I love you guys, man. Thanks for taking my call, man. Thanks, Bones. Appreciate it, Bones. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Let's go to line six. Kenny's in Charlotte listening on the Odyssey app. What's up, Kenny? Woo! Hey. What's up, Ken? Appreciate y'all taking my call. Born and raised in Washington, D.C. now. Attaboy. Uh, living in Charlotte, but I listen to everything D.C. Still, D.C. is my first, first love. Thank y'all for having me on. Oh, thank you. So um, what I wanted to kind of touch base on is I, I like the hire of Eric Bien-Aimé. Um, I like what I believe he's going to do with the offense. But even more, I would imagine um, where, where I'm at peace at you know, as it pertains to Eric Bieniemy's character or um, maybe how rough he can be with players and everything like that, is I don't think Ron Rivera, who has made it clear that culture is important and they've gone through everything as, as an organization to make things right off the field and, and you know, behind the scenes, um, I don't think he would hire someone or bring someone in that would threaten that. And I think – Eric Bieniemy being also known as a leader of men, we know that Ron Rivera is a leader of men. So I'm I'm curious to know um, what you guys think about how it will work behind the scenes in the dynamic of leadership and just understanding protocol and accountability. Um, how do you think that relationship between Ron and Eric will go? Because that's what's most important to me. I think if they can coexist and they can get along and Eric can listen to Ron, 
um, and and be in in stride with the vision and the new mission for this organization. I think everything else would take care of itself on the field. What, what do you guys think? I think, I think it's a great call, great question. Uh, we sort of talked about it earlier, but Pete, go ahead and yeah, expand. Uh, on it. Kenny, appreciate the call. I, I think here's the thing: you have a situation where I mean, Eric Bieniemy's been coaching this league a long time, so I think Ron is going to extend the same courtesy to Eric Bieniemy that he does to Jack Del Rio in terms of being a, letting you know Jack shape his plan, get his guys. Uh, you know, from a coaching staff perspective, mm-hmm. and and handle things until, and I think just like with Jack, I, as you mentioned, I think you know when Ron feels it's necessary to get on the headset, make a suggestion, or during the week saying, "Hey, you know, I was looking at uh, tape from you know the opponent from last week. You know, what do you think when they do this? What are you thinking?" Um, just to you know foster thought uh, in, in a situation. You mentioned Ron, maybe being in the offensive meeting room a little bit uh, early in the season last year to make sure that, hey, this is the way we I want us to play. I want to make sure you're game planning uh, that way from uh, from that standpoint. I think Ron's going to give Eric the autonomy to do what he has to do and, and give him that courtesy until Ron sees things that he may feel are a concern. Or again, Ron may just suggest from time to time mm-hmm. Saying, hey, Eric, you know, maybe this is something we should have in the plan uh this week. Because it's not as if Eric is is like a 34-year-old, you know, guy with his first coordinator job. He's jacked up, you know, mm-hmm. ready to go, could have come in here with all kinds of massive enthusiasm, you know, and tried to prove himself. Eric Bienemy, Eric Bienemy's track record and where he's been speaks for itself. He comes from a culture of championship. Mm-hmm. He comes from a championship culture. Look at what the Chiefs have done for the last five years. Right. Okay, They've been in the AFC championship game and have been to multiple Super Bowls in a row. So, well, they've been in the AFC championship game all five, five. years that he's yes. been the so, OC for, right? I'm just saying. Yeah. You got a guy that comes from a championship culture, and the one thing you've talked about having to do here, most importantly is change the culture. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy that comes from a locker room that knows how to win. And if he just brings some of that with him and saying, look, to his players, look, fellas, if you do this this way, you want to know why Patrick Mahomes is great, Sam Howe? Because he does this, this, mm-hmm. and this in terms of preparation. We know what you, we, we know what you can do in a game. But it's the preparation leading up to the game that's going to help you be greater in the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And and I think those are the kind of things it can't be. We can't keep saying, and this is the question that's going to get tiresome early. Eric, in Kansas City, you all did this. In Kansas City, you all did that. That's going to get tiresome at first mm-hmm. because that's going to get asked a lot. But it's when Eric is behind the scenes with Sam Howe and talking about, hey, when when we came to this set, Patrick Mahomes, you know, during the week even suggested this, and this is wh- how we ran it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I think the Kansas City comparisons are good. At some point, we have to leave them behind, though, and allow Eric Bieniemy to make things happen in Washington. That's how it's going to work in Washington, because if you if you keep talking about Kansas City too much, you know, eventually you're not going to be able to make progress. Here in Washington. More of your calls, 301-230-0980. We get back to you next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
And we're talking to County of Charlotte, listening on the Odyssey app. I'll be in Charlotte October 14th. Can't wait. Woo! Also be in Dublin, Ireland, August 26th. I mean, you, yeah. You're going to have an interesting interesting schedule. The, I ga- mean, the great thing is... Is there any way I can, again, sneak in your suitcase, which would be problematic <laughs> to carry me in your suitcase? Uh, is there any way I can uh, hop aboard that flight? What do you think? If you can find... Look, you know what they could do? They could put you in one of those big silver containers that you see... Uh, where the big shipping containers? Yeah, I guess we put you like on for, one of those for uh, like trunk equipment or whatever. Yeah, usually, right? we get on one of those big Aer Lingus, like seven seventy yeah. sevens oh, or whatever yeah. the heck I mean, they are. I mean, for that because you got to, of course, ship all the uh, mm-hmm. all the equipment and all that. I mean, it's a big deal. It is a big undertaking for my guy Greg Morgenthaler, the equipment manager for Navy, to get all that stuff to Dublin. Because I mean, usually I mean, listen, we just put it on a tractor trailer and we drive right. places. I mean, listen, you know people at Navy, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you say if you say, hey, listen, I've got this jolly old fella uh, that is my radio partner. and I'm going to be like, we- Scott, I haven't used a, a spotter Right in, in exactly. ever in my career, I can be your executive assistant. It's necessary. I, I believe a spotter is going to be necessary in Dublin. Yeah, Ireland. tell Strassmeyer I can get you. I can open up your cokes. I can. Um, uh, mm. I can bring you uh, bangers and mash. I shepherd's can, uh, pie shepherd's, for me. All the shepherd's pie for Pete Medhurst, and that you need somebody to be able to like dab your chin during the commercial breaks. I, and this way we could do the show from Dublin. Think about I this. Mean, think about well, that. that. Think about how cool that would that be. That would be cool. Um, to do the show from Dublin. Because I'm probably leaving Wednesday right. that week uh, to do that. At Memphis, at Charlotte, at Temple, that's a day trip. And then at SMU, so great food in Dallas, as always. That's Attaboy. it. That's that's the road schedule this year. Attaboy. Uh, Army in Foxborough. So I'll try to hang out with Mr. Right. Kraft. Get some information from Mr. I, Kraft. The commanders are also... I, believe playing in foxborough as well so i might make mm-hmm. two trips up to foxborough this year what would be great would be army navy december 9th oh patriots commanders december 10th oh that would be tremendous do it nfl right. you do right. it that would be tremendous let's finish up on the phones here 301-230-0980 we love your phone calls this morning so let's get not to every it. morning how about this though by the way as matt points <laughs> out if we did the show from dublin uh-huh Dublin is five hours ahead, so the show wouldn't start till two. <laughs> two in the afternoon. So we'd go, what, two to five in Dublin, and then yeah. we'd go hang out and have some shepherd's pie. And, and hang I'd out dr- at the pub. I'd, I'd drink some Irish beer, and you'd drink uh, your 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 red Coke. There you go. I mean, I'd drink a lot of Diet Pepsi, too. Let's get a line for our man Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, uh, Jeff. Chris couple quick points. I almost got caught in Atlanta traffic yesterday heading mm. back from Athens and almost missed my flight, similar mm. to Orlando. Well, and, uh, Atlanta's got horrible traffic from uh, from, and, from what I know. And Hartsfield is no bargain either. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the Bellagio buffet is heavily overrated. Really? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, now, almost, are, you, are you a seafood guy or are you a not a seafood guy? Oh, I'm absolutely a And you're saying guy. it was heavily overrated, really? Yeah. I mean, that there's that a, seems to be like the thing. There, There's a guy from Baltimore who opened a crab house out there. That's the best place to go in Vegas mm, to get okay. food to eat. Yeah. So, um, And Pete, on your back-to-backer there, I'm hoping when the NFL schedule comes out, 
We have Georgia at Vanderbilt on Saturday, October 14th, and Cincinnati at Tennessee on Saturday, October 15th. That that would be a good one for me, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. No. That'd be some good football in that area, that's for sure. Well, except for the Georgia Vanderbilt game, but that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, two things on uh, on Eric Bieniemy coming in. You guys have already covered. You don't expect them to keep the same staff, correct? Well, I mean, just by nature, it looks like at least one departure. The question is, is how many more? You know, like does he does he bring in his own quarterbacks coach and Ken Zampezi? You know, is out or moved to a different role? I don't know. Uh, that I don't know. I don't know Eric Bieniemy from a hole in the wall. Uh, we hope to have him on the show at some point over the next couple of days. Uh, but and certainly we'll ask him these questions. But uh, or they'll be asked in the press conference. I'm sure. And yeah, maybe we'll get an answer. Maybe we won't. I don't know. I don't know who he has at his arsenal. Who is a good young assistant on the Kansas City staff that maybe he can elevate or take with him. I don't know. I don't expect there to be, like, sweeping changes, but there will be some. And whether they're cosmetic or real, I don't know. But we know of at least one. And we know there's only one Travis Kelsey, but what does the commander's tight end room look like right now? Uh, Very injured. (laughs) I mean, Very injured and outside of Logan Thomas, very young. Yeah, I think there are... I think they have good potential. I really do. I think a guy like Cole Turner, if he can stay on the field, is going to absolutely benefit from Eric Bieniemy's system. I really do. Uh, I think Logan Thomas, if he can stay on the field, and to Pete's point earlier, if he's even here. I mean, that that's the problem. When I say, like earlier, I said, well, Logan Thomas stands more to gain, and Pete's was Antonio Gibson. We know Gibson is going to be here short of them finding a trade uh, for him going into the final year of his deal, which I don't know why they would do that. Uh, we don't know if Logan Thomas is going to be here because of his contract and because of his his you know uh, inability to stay healthy over the last two years. But when well, he's that, that, when uh, he's when he's right, he's good. Yeah, I mean that obviously would be a key based on what we've seen out of KC for the last mm-hmm. nine or ten years. Mm-hmm. So, no all right, guys, have a good afternoon. All right, thanks, Jeff, Jeff. Appreciate you. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. You're looking at the screen, Russell. I'll let you pick the next call. Mitch in Jersey. Hi, Mitch. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Mitch. How are you? Good. Just making my rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, well what, do, what, what do your rounds consist of, Mitch? I want to hear this. <laughs> I'm working with FedEx. Uh, you know, I've actually been up since 411, but I try to get up at 512. Oh, your rounds, and couple- your rounds in terms of work. So well, work, you know, I try to listen to stations. Right. I call, you've heard me. Do. I, it, it's of course. I'm getting older. It's simmering down. Well, you know, so, so, I, so wait I, a second. Wait, 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 wait. You, you live in northern Jersey, right? Central. Not, Central Jersey. Now. So you You're drive, in New Yorker, too. So you drive around. You listen on the Odyssey app. I know you call CBS Sports Radio. I know you call FAN. Uh, I know you call or uh, um, 106.7 The Fan. I, I know you call us. Who else do you listen to? Who else do you call? You call uh, 94 WIP or no? Uh, once in a while. Once I'm not while. jumping on a bandwagon. Right. You know I have a, I have a West, West Coast uh, yeah. tilt, tilt here. Right. I'm more like a player. They're from Staten Island or they're from out, you know, out, out in California right. or they're one of the chosen ones. Yeah, yeah. it perks my interest. Right. I like, oh. like sports. Just come on. It's, it's better than what else is going on in the world. Attaboy. I tried. 
I try to keep my head in the sand. Get yourself an everything bagel with cream cheese and and uh, and have yourself a nice day. All right, what else you got? Well, I'm I'm lactose intolerant, so for some reason, oh, I love it. I miss those days. But anyway, yeah, well, um, you don't want to do that. I'm then, glad we got. Then you have Hershey squirts in your FedEx truck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's it's great. Uh, only now because it's coming to the end here. Yeah. I'm going to retire probably next year. But anyway, um, so I'll be calling more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm glad to get the enemy. You got a good coach. All these great coaches have great quarterbacks. Let's not kid ourselves. Right. But I hope he picks. You picking at 16. You know this guy B. John Robinson. He's great. But I'm told that that any of those three tight ends, especially one. I don't like the Irish, but that kid Maya. If he's there, you should take him. You got wide receivers. You got running backs. You gotta get the. It's an offensive driven league. You know, you got a good deal for the line. I, I think it's looking pretty good. It's all of a sudden the division is gonna become tough very soon. Yeah, uh, the division is tough. I, mean, no I doubt. don't. Do you do you see any chance that they would take Bijan Robinson at sixteen? No. Right? No, no. no I, I want I want Maya. I want the right. right. I, right I know what right, you're right. saying. I was gonna say, and Mitch, appreciate the call. I think Mayor definitely. I think if, if Mayor over Robinson, they don't right. need any more running backs. Yeah. Um, Even though Antonio Gibson, your guy. Is a free agent, a pending free agent. I think, I think that, I think that I would still lean offensive line. And if for some reason Trenton Simpson is there wherever they pick, whether they stay at 16, move back to get another pick, which I believe if Skaronsky is already gone, the tackle from Northwestern, if he's already gone, I believe if somebody's got a hankering for, say, Will Levis has dropped to 16, I think somebody from behind you is coming up the board to ring your phone. Or Anthony Richardson. Or Anthony Richardson. Definitely. Again, somebody behind you is going to call you. Right. And if you can get the right, especially if you could pick up another pick this year or maybe even two picks this year, depending on how desperate that team is. How about another third-round pick? Right, and it might not not even be for Richardson or Levis. It might be for a Christian Gonzalez, a corner out of Oregon who drops down, Joey Joey Porter Porter, Jr., who could be right there. And then you move later on in the first round and you still get my guy, John Michael Schmetz. Jacob Schmitz. His he is an offensive lineman, too. too. He's a center out of Minnesota, and he'll make your team a better. But he's got a silly, weird, wacky Whoa. name. I could have done better than that, but that's okay. I give you, I give you credit for trying to freelance there in that situation. <laughs> I am not. I, um, I'm good at some things. I'm not good at that. He's a center or a guard. He's as big a tub of lard. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz. Oh, no, no. He's an offensive lineman. I know, but you can't call him a tub of lard. It's my guy. I want Ron. John Michael Schmitz. Do it. And, of course, the man, the myth, and the legend. We go down to Norfolk, Virginia. Man, it's been a pleasure. That's where Scott Jackson, Scott Jackson, and I both used to work in Norfolk, Virginia. It's been a pleasurable last six six days is is all All I can tell you. All right, now, see, wait a minute. You've already started it before (laughs) Paulie said a word, so you've opened the door for Paulie to retaliate. I don't need to open the door. He he barges right through. Smash you, Paulie. What's up with Eric Bietemi, my man? Good, Pete. What's going on, man? Hail to the W, man. 
W. Rufio. W's up. Back. Paulie, Welcome I missed back, you. Mr. I missed you, pal. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. I, I missed you like a bad headache, Paulie. Yeah, I bet. Nobody had you walking uh, uh, the straight and narrow, man. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. They don't even want you to do a show in Maryland. What the hell makes you think they want you to do a show from Ireland? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Well, I, I, they, can just, they, can just, they can put you in a cage, you know, and you can just go with your high-pitched voice. I mean, and bounce around like an orangutan, man. Like, they're going to trade in places. Mm. <laughs> you're not as hey, funny. Look, you're not as funny as you think you are, Paulie. <laughs> hey, you're not as smart as you think you are. Man, what are you talking about? I'm a anyway, lot smarter man, than the average bear, man. <laughs> yeah, you're missing a couple of sandwiches in the picnic basket. But uh, let me tell you this: in man, the in the what basket? I mean, in the, the picnic, picnic basket? In the picnic basket? <laughs> Who the hell calls it a a picnic basket? That's what Yogi called it. I mean, no, a picnic I mean, basket. Thank you, cousin Pete. Cousin Pete, thank you, man. He no, can't even follow the conversation. It's called a picnic basket, not a picnic. That's what they called it on the cartoon, said. though. They called it a picnic. You gotta be smarter than the average bear. I don't remember them calling it a picnic. They get it in the picnic basket. Check out this picnic basket, boo. Yes, I don't remember the picnic part. It's a. It should be a picnic. Now anyway. I'm gonna go. Now he's gonna force me or Matt to go now, find now some Yogi Bear audio. Now you want to try to. Con- now you want to try to correct Hannah Barbera, right? For one time, you... <laughs> all right, Paulie, shut up. For one time, you were right, okay? Maybe you were right. Look at that, Paulie. He, he admitted he it. to correct something that's been going on for 80, 90 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this dude here, man. I, uh, anyway, man, Eric the Enemy... Eric the Enemy, as, as one of the other callers like to call him, Eric the Enemy, mama. Yeah. yeah, this dude, man... I was like, you, hey, hey, Rufio, I'm going to give you some credit here because I've been saying this all weekend long. Like, okay, the man come in, he take the job, he do a good damn job, he out the door, we back in step one. So what is Ron doing? Well, I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't have hired him, right. but I'm saying everything Ron says, he doesn't, he doesn't walk by his own plan. You came in here, you said three to five years to change the culture. No, another organization is doing that. Then you said uh, sustain winning over 10 years, all right? Hiring Eric the enemy is not sustained winning. Unless you unless you let him bring in his staff, unless you let him bring in his staff and groom somebody to take it. Because you got to think positive. Okay, he's going to do a good job, and then he's going to be out the door. Yeah. So who's going to take his place? Well, so, I, 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 get, I, I, I would I mean, bet Ron hasn't even given that one thought. I mean, if he didn't know about if he Ron, didn't know about the playoffs thing, um, and Ron is you know I I think I short sighted. Ron, man, yeah. What I say about Ron, yeah. a day late and a dollar short. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem, man. And that and that type of thing it tells me no matter how well the enemy does, it's going to be something else. It's going to be something else that's going to f it up. You know what I mean? And you say 10 to 11 wins to keep his job. I don't think 10 to 11 wins to keep his job. I think we have to be dominant. I think we have to be exciting, especially for this new owner. Because obviously, there's already talk with whoever some of these groups is, these people are, of getting them out of the door anyway. You know what I mean? But as far as the 2023 season go, you're telling me you got a, a Jack on one side of the ball and you got a, a the enemy on the other side of the ball, two coaches that seem to rub people the wrong way, pause. You know, as my man, uh, Doc, uh, shout out Doc Walker, as Doc Walker would say, two renter jerks, 
then maybe that's what this organization needs. Doc's you know coming man? up next with off, man. Scotty Jack. Uh, hey, hey, Rufio, man, go go get your tetanus shots. Go get everything so we can throw you in that cage, man. Hell to the W. Go kick rocks, Appreciate Paulie. it, Paulie. 3012300980. Burgundy Gold today coming up at the top of the hour. Right now, Chris tells us what's trending. All right, we're brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft protection at mdautotheft.org. All right, we start with Eric Bieniemy again, the official offensive coordinator and assistant head coach of the Washington Commanders. Of course, we've been talking about it all morning long. Make sure you hit the Odyssey Rewind uh, Back to the start of the show, you miss Chad Brown, uh, a all-pro pass rusher and Bienemy's teammate at Colorado. He joined us right around 1025 this morning. Again, Maddie will have you covered the podcast, Russell and Medhurst, the section, theteam980.com for that great interview. Lots of good insight there. Meanwhile, today's the first day that NFL teams can assign franchise tags. Nothing uh, yet uh, in terms of Deron Payne, but Deron Payne will cost the Washington Commanders $18.9 million this year if – they choose to do that. Josina Anderson, latest to report that commander's wide receivers coach Drew Terrell will be leaving the team and is expected to take a job with the Arizona Cardinals. And the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, they traded away Kyrie, they traded away Kevin Durant, and now they've given Jacques Vaughn a new multi-year contract, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Brooklyn and Vaughn, 32-19 and 19 since taking over for Steve Nash on November the 1st, and that's what's trending. Caps with Detroit coming up tonight. Tough loss for Howard last night. Just turned it over way too much down at, up at Morgan State. Still in first place in the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, though. That tournament's going to be ridiculous. Uh, and this, by the way, CIAA week tournament up in Baltimore. So Baltimore is going to be lit uh, coming up this week with the CIAA in town. Always one of the big festive weeks of the basketball postseason. Always festive is this segment each and every day. And Chris is back to tell you who is. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. So, Maddie found this. I did not see this while I was on vacation. Not, not that I was on a pure vacation. Some good ones while you were away, yeah, like I heard. a guy trying to escape jail dressed I up heard. as a sheep. I'm so pleased because, you know, like, I, I wasn't sure if you liked the segment when we first started doing it, but I'm so pleased that you did it while I was gone. I, well, there's I, nothing I, there's nothing funnier than telling people about people who try to escape exactly. jail dressed up as a sheep. Well, I, I, I love it. And actually it. doing it, getting away with it for a little while. He got out there a little, he got out there a little bit. I loved it. All right, so as you know, there's one NFL player right now that's virtually untouchable in terms of criticism, right? I mean, like, you can say a lot of things about a lot of people, even Patrick Mahomes, right? Ah, his brother's a dope, whatever. We did that before I left. 
But the one player that you cannot say anything negative about and shouldn't is DeMar Hamlin because he almost died on the field. And DeMar Hamlin has taken on this, you know, bigger-than-life type persona because of what he went through and how it all played out. And rightfully so. He deserves it. Uh, I wish but he didn't the ask best. for it. No. Exactly. He almost died on the field. So at the Super Bowl, he showed up with a jacket. Many people have probably seen the picture, the image, the gift, whatever, with a jacket that is a blue jacket, white sleeves, and it's got a crucifix on it with an altered Jesus head, whatever that means. So Adrian Peterson, who used to play here, who then became a boxer, who bounced around to a couple of teams even after leaving here, Tennessee was in somebody's camp, can't really quite honestly keep a job and has all sorts of financial issues. He was upset at DeMar Hamlin's job. He said, blasphemy on social media, according to TMZ. He called DeMar Hamlin's jacket blasphemous. What? And then he got the backlash from NFL fans, including former NFL players like Fred Taylor who said, hey, you know what? Instead of like killing the poor kid, why don't you reach out to him? You should DM him. I'm sure he's listening to your opinion. He's young. Young people don't always think about the things that they wear. Uh, just like people who wear skulls and other things that don't align with Christian, Christian beliefs. Try to reach him. So here's where we're at. He said, he said, Peterson, he actually did speak to DeMar Hamlin and that they were able to discuss their thoughts as men. He said, I want to be clear. I'm the last person to judge anyone. That was never my intention. However, I do feel as if the jacket was disrespectful and it was something that I needed to share. I do realize that everyone makes mistakes and falls short at times. So again, my intention was never to judge, just to share my opinion. That's great. <laughs> Wonderful. But here's the deal. Adrian Peterson, you got to know better. There's one guy you can't touch. One guy you can't criticize. And for good reason. And that's DeMar Hamlin. And that shows Adrian Peterson, as usual, doesn't always think completely head-on straight. Just going to say, probably not the best idea to criticize DeMar Hamlin, certainly at this point. And that is our special. Welcome back. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Shout-out to Annapolis' own Travis Pastrano, who finished 11th in the Daytona 500. He hadn't been in oh, a car yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. How about that? I almost went. I didn't get to go. I'll tell you that story tomorrow, maybe. All right. That'll do it for us. Doc Scott standing by. They got a chance to be on the mothership yesterday. So they're coming back down to AAA yeah. today. You yeah. know, you know what that's like. Oh yeah, Doc, Doc, Doc's today. already saying that he got a taste of the big leagues <laughs> yesterday. Burgundy and Gold today is next for Maddie for Chad Brown. Appreciate him joining us today for Chris. I'm Pete. Back tomorrow at nine, right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.